Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Well, welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. Uh, Aeneas Williams here hanging out with some guys. This is just a podcast where we just have, have a conversation. We want legends, former players, to just be able to tune in and, and learn from each other's stories. Uh, one of the guys I saw play with the Giants a long time, uh, Bart Oates. No relations to Hall and Oates. And Bart, you played nine? How many years? I'm sorry. How many 11 years, years in the NFL and started, started in the USFL. USFL. Right, I cut so, my teeth there. So Bart played when he had leather helmets. So we're talking <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and also here is Tony Richardson. Tony played for 100 years in the National Football League, actually 17 years. And, and uh, his teammate, uh, 11 years you guys played together, but yeah. Will, Will Shields played uh, 14 years, 11, and Tony, you were blocking that blocking fullback. And yeah. we'll talk about healthy living later on because these guys look real small. You guys don't look anything like when you played. And we'll talk about that a little, a little later. Then we got the great except, except, Armani. Except. Yeah, one exception. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Armani Toomer. Every time I think, every time I call your name, I think of clothing, or cologne, or something like that. And then I think about man when he caught passes on he he gave cornerbacks tumors. Right? <laughs> so that's a great way to remember it. So what we're doing once again, guys, is just a conversation. It's what we missed about the locker room, 
and we're going to talk about structure. We'll talk about health and all those things because there are challenges. A lot of times, uh, as athletes, we were in structure, and now I want to just open it up, start it off. What's it like being outside of structure, where you don't have that agenda, you don't have the strength coach, you don't have your nutritionist? At least the team not paying for it. Will, come on, man. I you, they told me you lost seventy pounds, man. That's a missing person. That's, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. that is. Well, you know, and that's and that's part of it. it. It's the discipline and structure that you've had from day one. It's not only from you know, playing in the pros, you had it in college and in high school and everything else. Uh, you had your do's and don'ts. And so once you get out, you're trying to find out how do I how do I get myself motivated that next morning? What do I do? How do I find out what I want to do next? There's not a lot of us that have that pre-notion plan of when I retire, I'm going to go and fall into whatever's next. Uh, most of the time we say most people retire, they're going to go, I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to go do all those leisure things. And I was like, you got to realize we're 35 years old or less when we retire from our first sport. So now it's time for us to sort of re repurpose or refocus that onto what's next. And that's part of that is finding out what is next. And so when you sit around and, you know, you live in Kansas City, you have all the barbecue and everything else. And that's what you're used to doing. And you're used to eating as much as you are because you worked out the same. But then your body starts telling you different things that's not, you know, cohesive to what you to what you want to be and how you want to be. Hmm. Armani, I saw you shaking your head and even laughing yeah. as you listen to Will. Yeah, because uh, when, when he started talking about how when you get done playing, you, your thoughts of what retirement is going to be like. And I remember thinking, I'm not, I'm going to get fat. I'm never going to sweat again. I'm just going to sit back and just enjoy it. Because I thought because I was playing and I was eating so much that, you know, when I was younger, I had to work to keep my weight on. But as your metabolism changes, as you get older, everything starts to slow down and you really have to work at it. And you have to, it has to be a cognizant thing every time you sit down to eat, every time you sit on the couch for a day or something like that, you got to say, hey, look, you know, uh, this is, I'm going to pay for this later on. I got to burn these calories uh, that I would ordinarily burn playing football. And um, I remember when I first stepped on the scale after I got done playing, I was like, I played at like 208 and I was 240 something. And I was like, so wait, wait, that's the first time you got in the skill after you got out of the game? <laughs> that, was first time. that was a week later, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's in a week. No, 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 no. You had 240 in a week. week. No, that was, that, was about, that was about six, six, six months afterwards. All right. Well, that, that, but that says an important thing, though, right? I mean, that's one of the things you need to do. You need to keep track. Because you knew you were gaining weight. I did. No, but I was like, oh, it's just, you know, maybe the muscle isn't, maybe, the, you know, nah, but yeah, that's, yeah. but that's part of it. You know, yeah. you got to just, you can't just let it go. No. You know, that's what we tend to do. I want to get back to real quick mm -hmm. where Armani, you thought of just the opposite. Like you were saying, I'm going to get fat. I'm not going to sweat. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. In other words, I'm oh, going to counter or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to touch another weight. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a person that just bought a gym, but I'm not going to really touch another yeah. weight unless I'm moving it for somebody is else. Is that because you just were tired <laughs> of the, did you, the structure? And, and, okay, I've been doing this for I mean, so long. I've been I doing it. I was 35. I've been doing it for a long time. My body was really beat up, so I wanted to take a little time to rest. And I thought, why? what am I going to get back into shape for? I'm not going to do anything. And I just remember... Uh, listen to Chris Weber. He's a basketball player who played at Michigan. Sure. And he said that, you know, when he got done, he was gonna, he, he wanted to get fat. And I'm like, you know what? That might be cool. I might just yeah. <laughs> experience getting fat. You fit, know what I mean? Fit like, to fat to fit. Yeah. And then, and then, like, you know, you actually start feeling what 
you know, everybody else was telling you about being overweight. You know, your back starts hurting, you, 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 you out of breath, you know, you, you know, and I couldn't lift up my, you know, I lifted up your kids, you're like, whoo, yeah. You know, you, you're getting tired really easy, and those were the types of things that were affecting your lifestyle. You didn't really know how much benefits you were actually getting because you were always in good shape. So that's one of the things that, I, that made me want to start to do something and change my lifestyle. You know, I lost, I mean, like, not as much as Will lost, but I lost a lot of weight. Um, and, how much do uh, you think you lost? I was 290. I'm at 220 now. I maintain. But, I, you know, the thing I do, I weigh, I'm, I weigh, I get on a scale at least three or four times a week. Mm. Just to, Accountable. You know, it's accountability. Yeah. You see that number, man. You can't, it doesn't lie. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I like think, because when you said to Armani, you said, man, you, 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 you had to have seen that weight coming on. You don't always you, see it. No. You don't, but you, you, know, don't, you, know, you know it's going on. Not necessarily. Because well, no, you mentally think about it as saying, uh, whew, I'm done, I'm relaxed, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Then you hear all the stories and just assume that your body's supposed to be like everybody else's body. My knees hurt, my back hurt, I'm walking down the stairs sideways. You see all the shows and you're going, well, I'm supposed to be that way. Right. Yeah. And not necessarily point. go, mm -hmm. I can fight it. And the part I love is what you've interjected is you put a measurable on it by you getting on the skill. That's one of the things to remind the guys because also our out of shape is still better than the person. Yeah, yeah. The, the person it's relative, has, no question. Exactly, it's so I'm glad you but, mentioned But that. as you yeah. get, right, I mean, what, what you will find, because I think I'm, I'm older than all you guys been around, you'll find that it catches up really quick. That regardless of how long you play, regardless of your position, regardless of how you feel the day, it's going to catch up to you. It's imperative to do it early you know, when you get out of the game in your 20s, even, you know, I mean, heck, most of you, you say, well, 35, I mean, 90% of the guys oh, yeah. are done with this game before they're 30. Exactly. Well, I was just using so myself I got as it. an yeah. example. There's I a few understand. of us, yeah. a few lucky guys who, yeah. who get, to, get to play into the 30s, right? But, I mean, you've got to, you know, the thing I noticed for myself for anyway, so I was 37 retired. I'd never made a doctor's appointment, right? <laughs> never filled out an insurance form because mm -hmm. we don't have to. Yeah. We, we go to a doctor's office and they take us in the back to, and the doctor stops what he's doing to come see you. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's your, that was your introduction, you know? So I'd, I'd gone to law school. I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm a practicing attorney. And, and I'd never even, I, I was so illiterate when it came to the medical world. Someone asked me, what, do I have a primary care? I go, what's a primary <laughs> What does that mean? I go, you know, if you have a problem, I go, you know, I'll call Ronnie Barnes, a trained for the Giants. Ronnie calls up the podiatrist and says, yeah. I go right in. They go, well, when can Mr. Oates be here? Yeah. That, yeah. And guess what? That, that's gone. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to have that, you're right? You have to create this and, you know, think about it and have some uh, input. Now, what did you mean when you said I catch up with you? I heard you mention your that. Body. Your body. Your body. No, you, listen, you just, and there's a few exceptions out there. But the vast majority of guys, just high school and collegiately, just beats you up. I don't care if you play one year, one preseason game, or if you play 15, 17 years, your body's going to catch up to you eventually. I think, I, you know, I kind of look at my story. Mine was a little different. And the reason why I never really wanted to get on a scale, because when I played, I was 240, soaking wet. And then as soon as Tony, I... Tony, you were 240? 240 pounds. But the funny thing about it, because, you know, you always judge... You know, some guys who come to training camp overweight, well, they used to, they used to want to find me because I was underweight. And so we'll attest every single year. I mean, I was an undrafted free agent. So I didn't have the same luxury of, say, a Tony Gonzalez, a first-round draft choice, you know, could come in at whatever weight and whatever. It's like for me, they were always – I mean, every year that I was on the roster with the Chiefs, they were always bringing someone else in. <laughs> on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, 
I would have to go pound like steaks and chicken and because I mean I literally would take like a two and a half pound weight and try to put it in my pocket so they so I could make weight because they felt like I couldn't do my job even though I was having success and doing things effectively. They still looked at me like I was undersized and tell every me, single no, seriously. Nobody's relating to you right now. So no, I'm I mean, just being honest. Nobody's no, no, relating no, no. to you. I'm just telling you, bro. You're an N of one. No, no. And we'll leave the test. Like I would always go work out on Tuesdays because yeah. Tuesday and the way our, our structure was in Kansas City, um, the way our weight room was, you could see the glass and they had the they had the um Work at the trials out there. So every Tuesday, I'd go working out. I'm over there squatting. I'm like, dang, he looks like he might be a fullback. <laughs> I mean, this was every single Tuesday. So for me, when I finished, I was like, I'm tired. Of, I got tired of like having to be judged that I'm too light or they got to bring someone else in. For 17 years, I looked over my shoulder because there was somebody always wow. trying to replace me and I had to be big enough. So for me, and the structure part was never a challenge for me because my dad was a military man of 30 plus years. So that structure, I mean, we can go to my apartment now. It's color-coordinated socks, shoes. <laughs> I mean, right now, and I, you know, bed made, like, everything's in place. That part Nail polishing. And just so y'all know, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, so other, no, but so, just so other people are listening to this, so no, because you and I have been around each yeah. other with the Legends community. Yeah. You've always been, I've said, man, this guy seemed to always have it in order, yeah. right? Hmm. From but, outfit and everything. Yeah. But see, when I left the game, the structure from the workout part was never a challenge. But I think I allowed just, like, that period of just, like, you know, ah, you're going to just drift off. Because I always, I love working out. I love, you know, Tum and I, we ride together. You know, I'll go do a marathon. I haven't done one yet. I've done a few halves. He has done a full one. So the workout part is never fine, but I think that sometimes yeah. it's that idle mind, and we talk about, like, the idle mind, as the Bible says, a dangerous mind. I think that year and a half for me, I had to kind of, like, just get back on track with just, like, not letting the idle mind get away. Usually, most of the guys are eating their way to stay that weight or doesn't know the difference. And I was one of those guys that just assumed my dad was a big guy, my, you know, everybody in my family's a big guy, so I'm supposed to be a big guy. Yeah. And so I just ate accordingly instead of understanding that your food is the most important piece to your body. And once you feed it the right way, it'll drop down. And I call it my walking weight. So I said, look, I'm going to fall down to whatever my walking weight should be. And that's sort of what the food has sort of brought me to. Does it change? You mentioned part of this already. Does it change? Did you feel differently at how old are you, Will? 46. Did, did it, was there a difference feeling at 40, 50? Because I remember talking to Eric Dickerson. He said, oh, man, wait till you get to your 50. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, feel, you'll feel it when you're they 50. They said the day right? you turn 50. That's the what I keep hearing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, they said so the day you, you turn 50 is when you start feeling yeah, so you, you, you hear <laughs> Just that, that magic. Yeah. You mentioned something early on about this transition that you went through. Yeah. And that's fairly recently. Yeah. 70 pounds, yeah. diabetes, yeah. and then seeing a the lineage in your family. Yeah. Well, you started, talk about it that? started because I was in pain. I mean, I was in pain every day. I mean, my knees hurt, my back hurt. Uh, I Something was going on. I didn't know what was going on with my body and everything was in disarray. And I was like, well, what what do I do about it? So you go to the doctor, they do the test and they say, well, you have, you know, pre-diabetes. And then you go back again. Then he goes, guess what? That diabetes is creeping up. Then you change your diet again. So you keep changing your diet to try to fix it and figure out what's going on. So then you go from this one to that one to that one to this one. And so then the last time he's like, you know what? You're at like 10.7. I've got you on all the metformin and Lazartan and everything else that you can take. We're going to have to go to insulin. And I go, whoa, wait a minute. We're going to fix this. I was like, wait a minute. Whatever you tell me, I got to figure this out and fix it. So then I started doing research. But before that, I had to figure out how could I be the best me I could be. And so I had to figure out, okay, how do I make my joints better? How do I make my body feel better? And then I got to actually 
tell my family, look, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. So I found a couple of great books that actually helped uh, helped me sort of start doing research on it. And then the next week it says, you're going to go to the dietitian. So I'd already started this book the week before, and I'd started this diet or eating regimen of the way I was going to eat. And I call it, it's a plant-based eating you know, regimen. You can still have fish or chicken, that kind of thing, but I cut out pretty much all the red meat. I just basically go fish or chicken. And I, most people look at me like I'm crazy when I say I have six ounces of fish or chicken a week, and that's it. And they go, a week is sort of crazy. But I had to go to that extreme because I wanted to fix my issue. I wanted to find out what was going on and how I could fix it. So I did the research, sat there and listened to my dietitian tell me all these things about, hey, protein is good for you. You can eat meat as long as it's lean meat. You can do this as long as you can do this. And I'm looking at her going, look, what about micronutrients? How does that help my body? You're talking macros. I'm talking micros. And why are you trying to sell me on this bigger piece? I've been on it for a week. I've dropped seven pounds already, plus my number's already coming down because I start checking my blood three and four and five times a day after I ate every two hours to make sure I wanted to find out. So I went scientifically on it too and said, look, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna fix this. So then I start checking my blood, figuring out what food was doing to me and everything else. So then I told her, I was like, my wife looked at me, she goes, so are you gonna do what you're doing? Or are you gonna do what she's gonna tell you? I said, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing right now because I see my numbers are dropping crazy. And then if it doesn't work, then I'll do what she wants me to do. Two did, weeks later. Let me ask you this. Did, did you miss it? I mean, if you're 315 or you said, told me earlier, you're up yeah. to 355. Yeah. You like food. I do. I like food, but I don't love food. And for my body, I was to the point I was going to do whatever is going to save my body. Okay. So and, it was fear. Fear is a good motivator. And it's not even a fear. It was more or less me as being a military child too. Anger. I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to fix it. That's like if somebody tells me I can't block you, I'm going to figure out a way to block you. I'm going to figure out a way to fix that's it. A, that's actually an interesting point you said. You said you said you had to take a step back and say, I want to be the best me that I can be. And you're an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like you figured out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it's not like you just had a career. No, you had a right. Hall of Fame career. <laughs> but then you had to step back from a Hall of Fame career and say, yeah. I need to be the best I can be. That's that whole, yeah. di whole different story. That's a whole different animal. It is. You know what I mean? It's a whole Hall of Famer. I got to be the best I can it's be. It's a whole different mindset. Yeah, so yeah. I went in there and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So and after week two, I basically had to take myself off of my medication because my body had already started transitioning to a point to where it was controlling itself. It was already two weeks into it. I had to cut my medicines in half wow. because my blood was telling me if I did it, I, I would go into ketosis at night. Mm -hmm. So I would have been too low. Mm. So the food right. was already doing what it's supposed right. to do. And so that's I'm right. going, this is it. The first thing, anybody that's listening to this, we can do it. That's one of the things is to just realize you can do it because of what we've already that's been say, doing. That's to say, we've already right? done it. We've already if, done it. it, it, it but if you level. don't, nobody else is going to. Correct, but it's also hearing it because sometimes it's still hearing. Remember now, when we disperse, one of the ways guys deal with the transition from the game is to get away from it. You guys know yep. teammates that like, in, I don't in, want nothing in to do with it. related right? to it, by yeah. the way. Versus exactly. when you now hear this podcast, that's one of the reasons to do a podcast because these are real emotions, right? So when you guys talk, the first thing I want every legend to hear is you can literally do this. So it mm. goes back to sometimes being reminded by a teammate or former players, man, you can literally do this. And you asked me that question about how do you do it if you, you still want meat? You still, how do you do it with the cravings and everything else? We do, we call it weaning off slowly. And so we say, instead of going, you gotta change your mindset. And you can't look at, you know, when you think of a meal, you say, 
steak first, and then from that, what are the sides? You have to reverse that and go, I'm gonna have a salad, and my side might be four ounces of this or two ounces of that for flavoring. And then you go, <laughs> and we go the other way. No, 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 but but that's just a mindset. No, no, no. And that's okay, but the other thing is, you so like you say, how do you do it slowly? You say, okay, let's start off with something simple as meatless Mondays. So instead of having meat on Monday, you just started with one day a week that you're not going to have one day. One day you're going to have. That's important because yeah. not, yeah, everybody's so, so it's not, yeah, not everybody's not prepared to go. Hey, I'm at 3:15. I got. I'm going to. I'm at risk of going on insulin diabetes. I got to do something. And it's dramatic. Exactly. Not everybody's like. Not, that's that's a well, very small subset. In, in right? world, a lot of our guys don't. Go, we don't go to the doctor, and that's the thing I make a I'm point. Sure of exactly. Yeah, that's the yeah. mm-hmm. thing. I saw you shaking your head. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I eat four ounces, and I'm like, man, I don't eat like that like I don't like right. look at I grab some food and you know you eat it but I, I just how do you know how many ounces are there like, how do you do you measure it do you I, I don't no, know you, you go the size of your fist yeah, do yeah. you have you know the question is what things do you have it, it might not surface until you're 50 or 60 mm-hmm. of what you're you've been doing to your body for the last 30 years mm-hmm. because your body's fighting it it's that's his job it's gonna fight it as long as it can until it gets tired and then once it gets tired, it'll start telling you with little signs of, oh, my knee is a little sore today. I don't know why. My back is this. Uh, you know, little signs start to tell you. They call the whispers actually tell you what your body's going to end up doing five to ten years down the road. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you don't have those whispers yet. So you can enjoy it. Like they said, the young kids can do anything they want to do and still feel good in the morning. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, as we get older, we can't do half the things they do because mm-hmm. your body can't adapt to it. And that's what we're trying to reteach. And so most people look at me and say, how good do you feel? I said, I feel just as good as I did in high school. I can run like I did in high school. And I said, that's all I can tell you. You know, it's a euphoria. And once you get to that point and you feel that good about yourself, mm-hmm. then you understand. If you try two weeks and you go, wow, I feel great for two weeks, and then you fall off the wagon, then you, you know, know what why. it feels you know like. Exactly. On yeah. the other side, yeah. you're like, well, do I want to feel like this every day? Or I remember those two weeks, I felt really good. So part of it is, you mentioned it earlier, is talking about that annual checkup. Mm-hmm. That's something that men avoid exactly. for whatever reason. I am well, annual checkup. One is, right, we never had to do that. Because when we did physicals, doctors were waiting for us at the, right, at the, at the training facility. Every year you got your physical, well, they, you know, they were waiting for you to do it. So you don't have that support system anymore. And so now you have to kind of create this, this whole support system. And here's what I need to do. When, when do you go get your checkups, and what are you supposed to look for? Well, I think I think men in, men in general, though, because women, they you know they feel so they go to the doctor. I think men. Well, women we just, have a women doctor. Well, I'm just saying we don't ever want to just go to the doctor because we don't doctor. we don't want to know the information on the back end. Do we want do you do you want to walk into the doctor and hear that, that something's not going right, or you kind of we've always been able to like Will said we've always been able to if we don't feel right. Oh my shoulder sore. You know I can do some shoulder raises. And feel better. <laughs> so we've always been able to fix the problem. And sometimes when our body starts talking to us, we feel like okay maybe I should just cut back on here, and we don't want to see what the doctor actually say. And unfortunately, my brother just got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, oh, and wow. we just caught it soon enough. And thankfully, good. he went to the doctor. But unfortunately, we're losing people now because if you catch it early enough, you're good. But a lot of men, we just don't go to the doctor. Yeah, and, and so part of it is create the culture where we make it, make it it's, it's cool yeah. to go to the doctor because when I go and get that annual checkup, one of the things when you mention your body will start showing signs, but it shows signs first in the blood. Mm-hmm. So exactly. when the blood work is done, all of those measurables that you cannot see and you may not even have any symptoms yet, you'll get the warnings that's with these right annual checkups. So that's so it's what, not getting the right test done too. Because not all you have to knowledge, you know, Will, you said you said you went to books, 
right? So, but it's about getting knowledge. It's about understanding what you need to do. And, right? some, and you don't have to know the whole, everything, mm-hmm. but you've got to start somewhere to be proactive. I mean, you can't just leave your wellness and your health to somebody else. I look at it as I had a team of doctors when I was playing. Why not have a team of doctors when I'm not playing That's because true. my body's just important now yeah. as it was then. And yet, the only one you we, got. And, and yet we don't look at it that way. I'm done playing, so now I don't need to worry about my body as much. And so that's that change. Well, I think a lot of players think, well, I'm done playing, so I'm not going to get hurt anymore. So I don't have to worry about it. Because most people, when you're in, in a league, you only go to the doctor to fix something, exactly. to fix an injury, yeah. to this. You know, yeah. Otherwise, you would never go to the doctor. And that's well, why you're Most mindset. guys that get in the NFL are kind of tip of the spear from a – from a genetic athletic standpoint. I mean, the, the best, because you've kind of gone through high school, yeah. college, now the NFL. So it takes longer for you to get to that point where your body's really saying, hey, it's starting to rebel. Well, Tony, I'll tell you, I've been one of those weird guys even when I played. So I got to play 14 years and I never missed a game. So in doing that, I've always had those doctors that I've always relied on he, to sort of. You send, send me over to the doctor. So I used to yeah. send him to other doctors, <laughs> yeah. and so the yeah. freak of nature kind of thing yeah. of, hey, you got this issue. You need to go see this guy, that guy, this guy, and that guy to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need to have that same sort of mindset when we're done. One thing I want to talk about was there's some, there, there's a, a period there where, I, where after I got done playing where I saw myself getting out of shape, and I was like, you know what, I got to do something. So I want to go to a gym. And you go to the gym and you realize, man, every time I went to the gym before, I had a workout played out for me. I had everything set out, reps and everything. So now I find myself learning how to exercise. And then learning what you like and what you don't like. And I figured out that me going to a gym and working out just for the sake of working out was useless to me. Correct. Mm -hmm. I had to have a goal. So what I got into, I mean, Tony will tell you, I got into cycling. So I'll get on my bike and... I have numbers I can look at. I have power I can look at. I can look at my heart rate. Numbers that you that you look at when you're when you're lifting, and that that was what motivated me to get my numbers right, the heart mm-hmm. my heart rate going down, to to be able to uh, see that and to see progress. Well, you mentioned cycling is huge because it takes the pressure off your joints. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys run. Run brings it. Running, jogging actually causes more damage to the body than actually physically running. Mm-hmm. But we like to do it because you burn calories. So cycling is a great safe way yeah. mm-hmm. to burn calories and 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 uh, get your carbo carbs and all of that stuff burned off mm-hmm. of you. The second thing I want to make aware of anyone that's listening is sometimes bl- players do not get checkups, but the NFL offers these uh, player care screenings yep. in different parts of the country that are very Healthy close. Healthy heart, the Tulane free, does. And yeah. then, so all of the things, like you mentioned, Bart, you mentioned, well, how do I even know what to look for? When you go to these screenings, all of this stuff is already done. Michael Haynes found out he had prostate, prostate cancer, cancer yeah. at the screening at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So some of it is just free. And find out because they're usually there's one in New for, Orleans. For so player care, everything is everything, free. Yeah, everything it's, is free. free. I mean, we, so, uh, we have so many resources it's available free. to us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There's so many. It's just a matter of just availing yourself. Just taking a little bit of effort. If you don't know, just go do. I mean, it's on the internet. I mean, call a buddy. And, and Bart, I mean, that's why I it's end just, up. It's so easy right now. I mean, it really is. It's, not, it's easier than it's, it's ever crazy. been. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to close out. You mentioned something, an idle mind, and that happens now. We get out the structure, and now we, we have this idle mind. Talk about that when it comes down to transition from the game, man. <laughs> yeah, I think what happens is, because, um, you know, I think kind of what uh, Toom said earlier, it's just like 
you leave the game and you just like, man, you had this structure, this, this alarm clock that's gone off. Sometimes, most of the time, we didn't even need the alarm clock because our body was training. We had to get up at this time. We had to eat at this time. We had to lift weights at this time. So we had that. And then all of a sudden, you leave that. And you do kind of like, you miss it for a little bit just because you had structure. But then it's like, man, I'm so glad. I don't have to do absolutely nothing if I don't want to today. But if you keep doing that and it starts drifting, your mind starts to like, you kind of go into like cruise control. And I think that's where I went. And that's the place that, you know, I think that's probably, that's a very dangerous place to go as well. You know, the, the final words we close this particular podcast out, I think about, and I want to encourage anybody that's listening, don't remove yourself from the environment that made you most successful. Definitely. And that was teammates. Being in a team environment, all, I started playing football when I was four, and many of you guys started playing when you were young. Guess what? All of what we did was in a team environment. You talked about, about having it. team doctors mm -hmm. when you finished the game, right? So don't separate from that. That's the one thing, if I can just shout it out to the guys, man, don't disconnect, re-engage, mm -hmm. because that adds something. Just as I hear Tony and Omani are tuned, <laughs> uh, how you guys encourage each other, and that's huge. So thank you guys. You know, yeah. Thank you, Will, thank you, Armani, thank you, Bart, thank you, Tony. It's been awesome, man. Best is yet to come. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 